coming in fast. Relative info on investments that will smash. Miss out on this, you'll be coming in last. Acoustic force, bringing the intro blast. Hey, this is Vanilla Ice, and I'm chilling with my man, Ty Lassiter. And I want to tell you one command stop, collaborate, and listen. Key City Capital is about to throw down. So get it how you live it, and always remember cash, cash, baby. <laughs> Bet. I have had a number of sellers that have told us that we got the deal because we touched their their property, we touched them, we had marketing to them, we were in front of them more often than our competition was. We're back. We're live at Key City Capital. Uh, what's going on, man? Oh, man. Have a crushing week going forward this week. Had a good week last week. Yep. Raised quite a bit of capital. Awesome. And, uh, building our team out. Um, Malia was in interviewing a couple of people this morning on second round interviews and so that's kind of perfect for what we're talking about today and building out a team uh we're in the process um malia and matt and evan our acquisitions uh manager are headed out to denver at the end of this week for uh some training on some of our crm systems and so when they get back uh next week we've got two new people starting so oh, wow exciting about that and you guys train a lot we've talked about this uh, quite a do. bit you guys I mean put a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of energy into training and keeping up with the marketplace. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate. I mean, I I study what other big businesses, what other um, CEOs, uh, uh, company owners are doing and what is successful for them, uh, and then figure out how we can implement that into our business. And so if you'll notice, like, um, you know, you've got Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak with Apple and you've got, uh, um, you've got, uh, um, Elon Musk, uh, with Tesla, He's big uh, Richard Branson yep. and, um, people like this with, with Amazon and, uh, Microsoft, you know, I follow these big companies, Starbucks and what do they, what do they all do? You know, and typically it starts out with a person who has an idea and it's a, it's a phenomenal idea, but typically the person that has the idea is not an implementer. Right. And, and I'm the same way. Like I come up with really good ideas for business and things like that, but I am terrible at implementing the whole process that it needs to take in order to take that idea from an idea to a, a product or um, a income. sellable income, right. right. Something that can, can generate income. Like, I am not the transactional type person. And then we've got people um, like uh, like uh, Jeannie that, we, that we're hiring next week. And she is like just talking to her. It's transactional. Mac is very transactional. And like you give them a process, you tell them what the end product you want and you give them the idea and they're going to build out that process and they're going to implement everything in order to get you to the end point. Then you've got like Malia or Lee. Both of them are very, very good at putting the right people in place. Um, people that are going to do very well, like, like our sales team, right? We've got little bits of differences between our sales team and our acquisitions team or our dispositions team. So we've got acquisitions and dispositions on our property. And then we've got a sales team that runs, that sells our other products and things like that. So, um, somebody that's on the phone with acquiring properties is a different type of phone banger than the person that's on the phone dis uh, selling a property. Right. Um, whether it's a retail sale that we do, we do a lot of our own Intel in-house in retail sales. We've got in-house um, uh, real estate agents and things like that on our sales team. But we do our owner financing. Um, we do our rentals and things like that. And so you've got different types of people 
and they react differently on the phone on in both positions, right? And so we've got scripts for a lot of that stuff, but Malia is very good at saying, okay, this person's gonna be very good at being on the phone and making 150 phone calls a day with motivated sellers, right? This person is gonna be much better at walking an owner finance person through and getting their down payment out of them and putting them into a property, You gotta right? focus on strengths. Exactly. And so I'm a huge advocate of finding what people are good at and finding the need that we have within our company and hiring a professional at that job, right? Somebody that is really good at doing this, somebody that's really good at doing this, right? And so that way I take myself out of doing what I'm not good at doing and I'm, I'm not gonna do. Um, and then I make sure that the things that have to get done are getting done by somebody who's skilled at doing that. But then once we get them into that, you know, you've got a person who has talent and then you've got a person who is successful. Well, the difference between talent and successful, look at it in like professional athletes. I, I study professional athletes a lot too and what gets them to where they're at. And so what that is, is you have people that are born with God-given talent, well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you can, go to, you can go to the Bronx and you can watch some street ball game and you're going to see some guy that has massive talent at playing basketball. Absolutely. Right? But then you put him on a court with a, a team, uh, a professional caliber team, and he can't, he can't correlate and he doesn't perform because... He's the not conversion refined his. He's not refined his talent. Right. It's all self-utilized, and he's not a team player yet. Right. And he doesn't know the full aspects of the game. He hasn't taken his talent and refined it. And so that's where we implement training. And so we have a monthly budget for each of our teams. Like our sales team goes through sales training. Our our acquisitions team goes through real estate training. Our uh, like Malia and Matt, our managers, our upper level managers go through CRM training and train on the on the um, systems that they're using, right. right? And so we've got three of our people going out to Denver next week for four days for a training with the CEO of one of our CRM systems. Wow. And they'll learn, you know, the, the best ways. We've been using two CRM systems for a long time. We're rolling over and going to just one of them. And so I want to be super efficient. I don't need to know the ins and outs of every bit of that system. I need to know how the system runs. And I need to know that when we have data and we put data in, we get the data out that we want. Right. Right. And that's all I need to know. But I need somebody that's running that to know the ins and outs of the system so that they're the most efficient and effective with that system. I love um, that. And so we've got a construction model in that system. So that's why Matt is going. Um, we've got an acquisitions model in that CRM system that will provide us a lot of our, uh, a lot of our data for motivated sellers for our marketing. So that's why our acquisitions manager is going. And then Malia, our COO, she runs our acquisitions, dispositions, and sales team. So I need her to know all of it so that she can train when we've got new people coming in. Yeah, it's a lot. <clears throat> it's a lot of stuff. It is. And the pro sports thing I love because it's something I can kind of, um, understand because I've, we've all watched sports a lot. And we were talking on text the other day about people mm -hmm. always use that quote, the Wayne Gretzky, uh, you miss yeah. 100% of the shots you don't take, which is totally true. You got you to gotta fire to score. Right. But what they don't understand is that he had two and a half times as many assists as exactly. he did goals. And he was the best goal scorer of all time in the history of the NHL. Yeah, he was a playmaker more than he was a goal scorer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you look at, you look at any of the sports, right? Like Michael Jordan, like he scored phenomenally, right? But... But he he knew how to when he took when he brought the focus to him he know how he knew how to dispose of his assets in. right 
And then when he was disposing to his other assets on his team, he knew when to take control of the game, right? And I don't remember his statistics about how many shots that he missed over the ones that he made. But, like, you know, just that – that that statement there right that you miss 100 percent of the ones that you don't take if you're not taking if you're not doing if you're not taking action then you're not going to succeed right like if you're so afraid to fail then you're never going to succeed like i've failed way more times than i succeeded right oh, yeah but if you succeed in 10 percent of the opportunities that you take if you're taking action on a high number of opportunities then you're going to be highly successful right and so um we we track our days like i use my i use my uh my legacy builder planner that i've kind of created um around my planning and scheduling so it's not just a straight calendar it calendars out my days but then i focus on priorities and what's priority but then i also focus on um documenting our successes because tracking the you wins. need to work you need to work on your failures but you don't want to focus on those right so figure out what you did wrong so that you can move to a success but once I started documenting my successes I've realized that it only takes 50 good days out of a year so out of your 365 days if you have 50 documented you know successful days you're gonna be a multimillionaire right and so last year like we tracked it every Friday but one. We had 51 Fridays that were highly successful days. And so we track this, our, our team, we use our, uh, we use our Google calendar and we track our good days there as well and share all this information. Good info for you guys. And so we had 51 phenomenal Fridays. And then we had a number of other days, random days, you know, Mondays, Wednesdays, whatever it was that were thrown into the mix. And, and last year was when we hit our $10 million year, right? Wow. And so by documenting those things, it allows us to go back and look at, you know, what we were successful at, right? And so you want to build on your successes. You don't want to repeat your failures. No. But you want to build on those successes, right? And so that's that's one thing that we've done is, is document those successes so that we can go back and, you know, figure out and track and again what and those again are and, and hit again those and over again. and over. I love exactly. that. I love um, that. And so, but yeah, that's, I mean, with the training, it's like, you know, we want to refine when we bring in somebody that, okay, so we do a lot of personality tests when we bring in people. So, you know, we go through an interview process when we, when we're doing the interview process, we do little weird things that we require our interviewees to do. Like we will, we require um, a video submitted and we'll, when we're, you know, depending on what position that we're hiring for. We'll specify what we want that video to be. That's, right? We talked a little bit about that. Last and so week. last last week when we were in or, or or two weeks ago, I guess when Malia, Malia was sending out those um, video requests, we had a number of people that responded with, "I would be great for this position, but I don't do videos." Sorry, you, you can't do. You can't that. follow. You can't follow a small, simple task. So I'm not going to be interviewing you. Right? You're not coming in. And then we have very unique ones, right? And so you figure out the people that think outside the box, the people that think within systems and processes. Right. And then you figure out, you know, this is where this person's going to work. This is where this person's going to work. And then you bring them in and we do personality tests and figure out exactly what makes that person tick and figure out how they can be the most successful in their position. And then we start refining their talents, of right? Course. Their God-given talents. We turn that into successes by putting them in training that's further education because, hey, maybe they're, they're good at this already. But we want continuing education, right? It's just like professional. You got, you know, attorneys and uh, accountants and things like that. You're right. required to have so much continuing education. Well, same thing here. Interesting. It's a lot. It is. It is. <laughs> I love this though because I get to learn so much about uh, where where I'm taking my goals and where where I'm hooking into a system that's working. 
yeah. to where I can build my systems. We talked about where are we going with this whole digital marketing thing? Let's start with Tuesdays. Let's execute right. every Tuesday and then let's build it out so that we've got more and more and more and more content. We've got the clips coming. We've got the Instagram and the Twitter. And that's all linked with with the Ty Lasseter brand and with Key City Capital becoming an online, you know, digital, transparent, um, interactive experience for people to add comments and ask questions and all these things right. because that's that's a part of business now. Yeah, and well, like we were talking about this Saturday, so Memorial Weekend, right? Or no, Monday, I guess it was Monday. Yesterday. We were up, yeah, we, we were, were up here. here. So like, and so that's the difference. Like so many people want to be successful, but they don't always want to do what it takes to be successful, right? Like being successful is not easy. Like I didn't wake up and and I'm just successful, right? right. Like my, my partners didn't do that. Like it takes work. Like there's no... Unless you win the lottery, there's no overnight success. But and they a lot even of the times, talk about some of those people lose they, all the they money. They piss it away really right. quickly, right? Because they don't have a system and process in right. place, right? But we were up here talking about that yesterday. And so even with your with your business, right? We're already talking about a system that you're going to be able to take, right? And an online system that's going to help systematize this whole process of creating our digital marketing business, right? Yep. And then we're already talking about some new virtual assistants and some assistants that we can put in place for you to start working towards leveraging out some of your time so you can focus on the most important tasks of the digital marketing company right. and then some of the transactional stuff can be handed off to people that can probably get it done faster than you can or right. during the night like a lot of the ones that we use that are overseas can do stuff that are, is during the night so we work out stuff during the day we have a list of things that need to get done we yep. send it to them and then they have it ready for us the next day which right? is beautiful it is it's amazing yeah but so many people i've found are so i was talking to uh, one of our, a guy that's buying a property from us, a couple of properties actually, uh, this morning, Boone was actually, we were talking to him kind of together and, um, so many people get caught in their mind and get so worried about fear. And, and all that is, is that's not knowing what's going to happen. Right. Right. All, all fear is it's, it's a thought that is brought into your head because it's something that you've never done before. Right. And so you're automatically, fear is automatically putting negative thoughts into your head when you don't know the outcome. Right, like I, I gotta do it all, or, or the video's gonna be wrong, exactly. or there's gonna be a misspelling on Ty's subtitle, or, you know, and I mean, Is I that know. a life or death situation? No. No, at the end of the day, it's not gonna ruin anything. You're gonna get some random person that says, uh, your name's misspelled. Like, right. oh, I'm glad you noticed that, so you fix it real quick, right? Right. right. Like, it's, you know, if you can, if you can get 80% of something done by somebody else, then that frees up 80% of your time, yeah, right? Yeah. So now you just have to focus on the 20%, bringing that to completion, right? Absolutely. And so like that was really hard for, for Boone and I when we partnered together early on. Um, it was really hard for us to realize like the, the first time we started hiring people to do some of our work, we were like, oh my gosh, you like we started looking at go. the cost. Right. Well, we started looking at the cost like, oh, it's going to cost this much and we're going to lose this much of, our, of, of the income, right? Well, what did that immediately allow us to do though once we finally took Gain that jump. Gain the time back. You're buying we, back your time. Exactly. We went from being able to do one or two projects to being able to do 10, yeah. right? And that person, the people that we put in place, they didn't get it perfect, right? But I don't get anything perfect, no. right? And so maybe it wasn't up to my expectations, but then I needed to change my expectations and figure out how to portray my expectations, right? And verbally express my expectations, put everything in writing so that Everybody that's involved can see what this is what we expect as, as an end product. And then when it's not there, we know how to go back and kind of fix it, right? right. And, and bridge that gap. Smooth it over. Exactly. And so 
you know, we'll talk about one of, one of the things I want to talk about is what what gets you to your first hundred thousand a year is one hundred percent you, right? Like you can get to a hundred thousand dollars, you can do a hundred thousand dollars a year just doing a hundred percent of the work, right? Maybe you have an assistant and an office staff or something like that, right? But if you want to do a hundred thousand dollars a year, just about any business, you can put me into any business and I can probably get there, right? Maybe not like probably I'm not going to be making $8,300 a month the first six months, No, but by six months, it's going to be, you know, a eight to $9,000 business. Because you can easily, get the systems, right? Place. Like I just, it's just hard work is right. all it is, right? How hard do you want to work? But then when we, our first million dollar year, it was 90% us and 10% a team, but that 10% team was three other people. Like it was, we had a team of three additional people and we really focused on getting them to do the transactional things that we were wasting our time doing so that we could go out and start building relationships. And I talk about all the time, 70% of your time as a, totally. as a business owner needs to be in building and monetizing relationships, right? And maintaining those relationships and, and, and building those relationships. And then 20% of your time is on branding and marketing and then 10% on knowing your numbers, right? Well, so one of the first things that we did was hire out um, accounting and put somebody in place that could that could handle up the numbers. And and because that's a, a transactional task that makes no money for your business, but it is important. Sure does right? take a lot of time like I too. can't I can't track our successes and I can't see where we made mistakes if I don't know our numbers. Yep. Whether that's sales numbers, whether that's acquisitions numbers, how many, how many properties a month that we're acquiring, how many that we're disposing of, how we're doing that, how many we're wholesaling, how many we're renting out, how many we're owner financing whatever that we're doing, right? How many products we're selling in, in any of our businesses. Like if I don't know those metrics, I can't make adjustments. Right. You can't improve. You can't pull back exactly. on this thing to push it forward. I exactly. Get it. And, and so you guys once talk we, about measuring a lot. And I do. thought that Lakers uh, in Lee's thing uh -huh. with the marginal gains, the Lakers thing was so cool to me because again, it puts it in perspective. Right. You can be a, you can see that because I grew up as a fan of sports. So like they're getting 1% better. They're measuring their metrics and all these different categories against players from other teams and against the other squads so that they could find a way to win the championship. That's exactly right. It's the same thing with this. It's a competitive business is, is a competitive it, it is. It's a competitive sport. But if you don't, if you don't have something to measure yourself by, if you're measuring yourself by other people, then you're you're not going to get to where you want to be, right? Because right? we've talked about this. Each person is their own. Each business is its own. And yeah, you've got other real estate businesses, or you've got other um, makeup product businesses, or you've got other um, supplement businesses. Right. It doesn't matter what it is, right? But they may be successful in their own, right? Like you're not going to sell to to all everybody in America, 300 million people in America, no or 8 billion people in the world or whatever it is, right? So you just need a target, right? And if you're not focusing on your target, and, and I talk about focus, narrow, cast wide, right? So if you're not focusing on your target and then casting as wide as you can of a net over that target, then, then you're not going to be successful, right? And so you just need to focus on what it is that you're going to do Focus on creating the systems and processes in place to, to get you to that end, end result, right? And so if you don't ever start leveraging out, right, then you're going to get capped at your earning. And I've talked about, you know, there's a lot of a, a lot of people that I've been involved with early in my business career. Um, my dad, one of my first business partners who I still partner with, but I don't do as much with them. Um, and uh, my first real estate business partner, there's 
there's a lot of people that I've done business with that I think have been really scared and reluctant to take a risk and put other people in place because they want so bad to, they have to have the final say so and everything. And they have to, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Right. right. And so you limit yourself to your growth potential. Right. And then those same people, when I started growing and, and, and really building and becoming successful, those same people said, you don't want to grow too fast. You want to be very careful. You're going to, you, you know, you're, you're risk, you're, you're risking a lot, you know, you're really Which putting is yourself classic. Great. I'm glad you're telling me that because that's what I want to do. That is the classic right? line for you're on the right path was what I was It is. Say. It's exactly right. Like I want to grow past a ceiling. Like I don't have ceilings on what I'm wanting to do. Right. And so once we started putting people in place, right, once we started really focusing, okay, we're making a hundred thousand. We did that consistently a couple of years. Now we're ready to make a million. What do we need to do? Right. right. So we started bringing in people. And then when we did, that allowed me to start focusing on relationships and branding and marketing, right? And then it allowed Boone, Boone kind of focused more on our numbers. And, and so we still have, we have monthly meetings where all of us get together, um, the four of us partners, uh, we bring in our COO, we bring in our accounting team, we get our accounting team, they're based out of Houston, but in our Houston office, they'll, they'll, they'll conference line in and we go through all of our numbers and our matrix together, nice. right? And so, but that that only started happening because we started leveraging bringing people in that allowed us each to start focusing on our lane so that we could stay in stay in our lane and focus on what we need to do to grow and build the business right and and so you know once you get to a million you're you're kind of at that point where you're starting to build a team around you right right but what gets you to a million is not going to get you to 10 million yeah. right and so how you change is how you succeed and i talk about that all the time and so once we got to a million, we realized that to get to 10 million, we really need to build out a team. We expand. need to start, we need to start accepting that we can't do everything. And that was tough for me growing up the way that I grew up being a type A personality, very driven, like very controlling. I've always been very controlling. Like I had to do everything because it wasn't going to be done right. Because you wanted do to do it right. Exactly. I'm the same way, dude. And so once I started putting professional people in place, people that were skilled. And that's been the difference. That's what I've noticed um, with some of the people who get to that million dollar mark and they can't ever get past that. They've put a team in place, but typically they put a team in place that they can control. It's a team. They want to be the smartest person in the room at all times. I don't want that. I don't want to right. be the smartest person in the room. I want to bring my input and I want to bring my ideas. And I want to say, you go implement. Like Google does a very good job of that. Google has... A, a whole team that they they advise entrepreneurial entrepreneurial ideas like if you have an idea bring it to the team and let's expand on this and so I actually had uh, Facebook does the same thing so um, I, I do some stuff with Randy Zuckerberg who is uh, Mark's sister uh, she was the the marketing uh, she was the chief marketing uh, officer for Facebook and she actually built Facebook live but one of the things that they did every single Facebook month, Live, what's up? right? Exactly. Like we're using it right now. It's an incredible, right? incredible thing that they did. And so once a month they had a hackathon and it's what they did is they pulled an all nighter and anybody that wanted to, uh, uh, wanted to partake in that could stay at the Facebook offices all night. And all you did was come up with a couple of business, new business ideas. Right. Interesting. And so they had thousands of people that would stay at the offices right. all night and try to come up with ideas. And then you submit those ideas the next day in front of the full board of directors and the team of Facebook. 
And you know, that's where, that's where Facebook live came about. So, um, Randy and two of the people that she was working with in her office that night had this idea. And so they, you know, they said, well, what if we did this and this and this and this, and they built out a whole idea around it. And then Facebook live came about. Right. Wow. And so we do things like that in our business, but that doesn't happen if you have to control everybody in your office. Right. You right? have to give, you have people, to be able to relinquish control. I was about to say that. Right? Give people their open yeah. uh, source, like so open up early on in an interview process. We are very open that we are going to give the person that we're bringing in the authority to do whatever it is that we're putting them in place of. Now we will have final say so of course, and we'll check off and there's going to be checks and balances to everything, but we're giving them authority to go out and do their work. Right. And so if you're, if you're bringing in skilled people and people that, that want to take action and want to take control and want to, that want to take ownership and what it is that they're, that they're doing, then you're going to get a higher skilled person. Right. And so that's what got us to 10 million. And so now it's, what gets us to a hundred million and that's going to be 90% our team and 10% us like, right. I'm going to be relinquished out of our business, right. On a, on a majority scale. Like, and so that's kind of what we're building for now. Like this is going to take for us to get to that level. We're probably going to have to have 45 to 50 employees. And wow. so we're building towards that right now. And so it's, it's been a, a slow and, and that from a million to 10 million was a slow process for me. Like it was really tough for the first few months for me to step back and like Lee would actually step in cause Lee's very good with this. Like I would try to oversee Boone or I would oversee any, anybody, anybody in our team. And I would try to, you know, Oh, that's not right. And I would start trying to do something right. And start trying to take control of it. And Lee would come in like, Ty, hold he's on. Very level headed. He is. He's very level very headed, headed and communicates very well. Hey, Ty, Hey, let's let us do this. You go back and do, you know, you, you go do you. Yeah. And and so we each have our own lanes that we want to focus on. And when we start getting outside of that, that is one thing that we that we have put in our company bylaws is that especially the four of us partners are very open to constructive criticism. Right. And so we have to in our weekly meetings, we have a short 10 minutes at the end. Hey, what do you need to work work on? And so all three of us will tell you, Lee, here's what you need to work on. All three of the rest of them will say, Ty, here's what you need to work on and, and everything so that we stay focused on our lane and and working at our optimal output, right? And so at no point we think that we're better than anybody else in the no, company, right? Exactly. And so that's what allows us to continue to build. Different and positions in. on the court, different exactly positions right. on the ice or whatever. Right? All that stuff is applicable to business and it entrepreneurship. Is. It very well is. And I see it more and more and more and more. And it's no wonder why a lot of the speakers that I'm a big fan of and a lot of the motivators that I follow and a lot of the business owners that I follow use those analogies because it's it's pop culture too. That's exactly Sports right. Sports are pop culture. So it's a great way to communicate that lesson to the audience by using, you know, the 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 Evander Holyfield never give up right. or the, the, the Muhammad Ali, you, you get beat once, you win twice to come back. It's like that kind of stuff fuels people because it gives you the idea that, I mean, you're going to you're going to stumble along the way. But as long as you're willing to continue to build yeah. and you're able to kind of like open yourself up, all of those people had coaches. That's exactly right. Like That's another I, thing. Tom, Every person I just listed had a coach. Yeah. They Tom didn't Brady just show up with Drew nobody Brady. in their corner. No, not at all. Exactly. <laughs> Tom Brady and Drew Brees are two guys that I follow um, distinctly. And Tom Brady, because nobody gave him a chance. Like in high school, he didn't start till later on his junior year. Yeah. 
um, and that was only because of an injury. Got to college. He almost transferred from Michigan and went back to, uh, I think it was Cal or something that was closer to where he was from um, because he wasn't getting an opportunity. And it wasn't until at that point he realized, like, um, he started bringing in a coach. And he was, his mindset was starting to fall because he, he wasn't starting yet. And so he brought in a mindset coach. Um, and then he brought I in a nutritional coach. Yeah. And so this was in college. Wow. Right? And so he brought in a mindset coach. And that's when he really started becoming a leader. And it was only because of his leadership skills that he got a chance to to play. I mean, it was an injury, right? But Blood after so, the injury, right? yeah. well, no, in college first. Oh, so in college there was an injury as well. Like every time he's gotten an opportunity, it's been because of an injury. But he had set himself up to get ready, right? And so his his mindset was so well in place that through college he was known for winning at um, at the end of the game. So it would be comeback wins. So with that, like he was not a prototypical prolific quarterback. Right. So he didn't have the stats to have NFL viewers coming in saying, oh, yeah, this is an NFL quarterback. Right. If you're always winning like they 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 lost two or three games. Right. And then the games that they won, they were winning in the end. Well, like he's not sitting there throwing out stats that are just phenomenal. Right. Right. And so nobody gave him a chance. But because he put people in place that where he was struggling he was able to, to exceed his original capabilities, right? So, like, he got his his talent got him to one level, and then he brought people in to help elevate him to another level, wow. right? And then Drew Brees, you've got somebody who's just, like, he shouldn't be an NFL player at all, like, with his size and things like that. Yeah. And and so I, I follow what it is that, that makes him successful, right, and try to implement that. And so – um, that's, that's kind of why we do a lot of the training with our full team and everything like that. But cause you, know, you want everybody on that same frequency. Exactly. Right. And so one of the things that, one of the things that we did once, um, Lee and Mac and, and Boone and I all partnered when we started really building out our team from there, like Boone and I already had construction people in place. Um, we already had some assistance that we were using. We had an account, like a staff accountant that we were kind of using. Um, we merged them together and then we started leveraging them and, um, kind of outgrew them and started building our team from there. But one of the first people that we hired was a COO. Like I'm talking a high level person. Like there was a big commitment to a financial commitment for us. Like we're, we're taking on the commitment of somebody who has a family, right? And we're telling them that we're going to be responsible for them and we're going to make sure that they succeed. Right. And so that was a big jump for us. And that was a tough decision to make, but that was probably the best decision that we ever made because that was when we scaled the quickest, the fastest. Wow. We brought in a highlight. Like we didn't just go out and hire a PA, you know, a personal assistant or an administrative staff that we could pay $10 an hour to handle all of our transactional stuff, right? Like we made a commitment, a high dollar commitment, paid for her housing and relocated her from Houston to our headquarter office here and paid a decent amount for a high level person who is highly skilled that can run our companies. Um, we have multiple companies. We have multiple things going on. We wanted somebody that we felt confident could handle that. Wow. Right? And so when we did that, like the uh, the 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 release of, or, or really the time that it gave us to really start focusing on what each of the individual partners needed to focus on to grow the business was phenomenal. But that was, just, that was you know, that was one of the scariest things that we did was take on that commitment. But like I said, when we did, we started growing so much quicker and we went from having you know, this, this office, we utilized, I think, eight, eight office spaces, eight rooms. Um, we doubled that within, you know, a month. And so we're opening up into to more office space. We're going to end up 
probably taking over this whole building that we're in. And even the mu was, music venue upstairs. Yeah, upstairs the music venue. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's going to be Pat <laughs> Pat's place. It's going to be my lair. So, yeah. And so all that happened because we're willing to get outside of our comfort zone right. and continue to push our boundaries towards success. Right. And we're, we're willing to accept that we may fail, but we're not going to stop when we fail. Like, and so this is one of the things that I learned from actually, I, uh, I, I don't tell this story much anymore, so I'm not going to go into the whole story. But at one point I was training to get into the SEALs program and uh, I was training for buds. I had a SEAL instructor coach that was coaching me and ended up having a, a bad injury that have had collapsed lungs since and, and all kinds of stuff. But the SEALs have a rule. It's called the 40% rule. And at any time, like you take your body to failure when you think you're done and you can't go anymore. You're, that's your mind telling you like, you got to stop now. I'm not prepared for this. I haven't done that. That's a fear that's set in your mind. Right. Your body is capable of 40% more. Interesting. Right. And so I do that in everything that we do. I, like I, I never give up. Right. When I, when I set a, a goal or an expectation, I'm not going to give up. Like I'm going to go conquer that mountain. And that's how the four of us team members are. And that's why we have, we constantly, every week we have meetings, every month we have meetings to, so that everybody stays on the same page towards what it is, the systems and processes that we can, that we can fix, that we can add that 1% to help us get to that end result, right? And so I knew that when we brought on Malia as our COO, that, you know, if we had setbacks, that's okay, but we're bringing her on for this expectation so that we can go from having four businesses at the time to having 10, and we're up to nine of them now. Wow. Um, we're implementing our 10th now and our 11th and 12th, right? And so we knew that, you know, with these first businesses that we have set up, like it's going to be tight, but she's going to allow us, she's going to be able to leverage us so that we can go do more. Right. And so maybe if we have a short term failure, if it's really tough for one, two or three months, great. We're going to, we're going to move forward and we're going to do whatever it takes to, to, to blow succeed through the wall. and to blow through that. Yeah. Right. And so we brought her on and then quickly thereafter, we brought on a full, a full time um, construction manager that or project manager that manages all of our construction projects right. that oversees. I was going to ask about how do you get to all those properties? You got somebody in yeah, charge. Yeah, so of so we have somebody that all they're in charge of is going and walking our projects that are under construction, and so we have ten project leads that run each of those construction projects. So right now, I think we have 30, 33 or thirty four projects under construction. Wow, <clears throat> and so those ten leads have teams under them. And so each of them can run different sizes. Like one of our 10 leads, he can only do one or two projects at a time. We've got a couple of them that are on apartment complexes right now. They can do multiple. And so we've actually got two, two apartments that are under construction right now. And so each of them have a team and they, or they have a lead and those leads have their full teams. When those guys are not on apartments, they can actually do 10 up to 10 projects at a time. Their teams can and so they all vary in size and capabilities. And we understand that. And so we try to keep them focused on, you know, well, if if Joe can only do one or two properties at a time, we're not going to give him five. We learned that the hard way early on. That was a failure that we had. We tried, you know, we, we started him out on two properties and he did good there. And we did two more and he did good there. And we gave him five. And we went from him being able to produce, you know, about $1,000 of work a day to about $300 worth of work a day. And so it took us four months to do those five projects that right. should have each of them taken a month. And it, it killed us for, for those four months. Right. Yep. And so 
you know, we, we learned those things. And then we brought Matt on who now Matt's sole responsibility is handling all those things. And so like this morning, Matt was handling, um, uh, city permits that we used to Boone or Lee or myself or Mac would have to go, go down to the city and handle all the permitting process, take the drawings and do all this and meet the inspector on site. So now we don't do that anymore. Like I can't tell you how many times I had to do that. And it's a huge waste of time because the inspector gives you a window and he's going to be on a property between eight and 12 and he doesn't show up until 1030. And then he's got problems and he red tags something. You got to go back and got to fix all this stuff. And so all that still happens. And that now, takes away from you that takes acquiring away from more property, generating more revenue. Meeting, having a meeting with a, with a potential new investor there or you go. whatever, right? Client relations, whatever that may be. So now, like Matt spent his morning at the, um, at the Hearst, city of Hearst, right? Handling permits with um, a new project that Which we're doing. Which is just hugely helpful. <laughs> it is. Because <clears throat> we didn't have to, we, like, we didn't have to do anything. Like, we haven't, this project, it was a major burnout house huge fire like the whole back side of the house was burned off and like i've been to the house one time or two times now i think and that was just to get pictures and to see it and because it was one of the three biggest fire damage houses that we've ever done oh wow and you know i wanted to see what the scope of work that we were about to get into right and like matt's handled all that there was a major issue previous owner before the fire had taken out a wall and found out that a lot of the ceiling joists were sagging because it was a wall that did uh, bear a little bit of weight. And so it wasn't a full load bearing wall, but it did have some weight. And so the ceiling was starting to sag there. So we were going to have, we didn't want that wall in. We didn't want that wall in. We were also going to widen the hallway up a little bit, which was going to move walls even more and probably cause more sagging. So we found out that we were going to have to put in a header. So Matt worked with the structural engineer, getting all that stuff in place, figuring out what header we needed to have, where it needed to be placed, working with the city, getting, making sure that they got that all okayed and stuff. And so we got the final okay this morning on all that stuff. And awesome. I haven't been a part of any of that at right. all because we've put professional people in place that will take ownership in what they're doing. I love and, it. And now I'm confident in handing those things off. Absolutely. Wow. That's incredible, mm. man. And, 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 you know, as we like go down the line and we go down, what we were going to talk about, it's just, I learned so much from these, like, since I moved to this area, I've learned so much about what I need to do and about, like you said, just 1% better every day yeah. and learning systems that I can use for all of our social media to put it all in together into one distribution process. You were on point yesterday when you came in. I right. loved it. Like, you're right. like, okay, I've got this system that we can use and here's what it can do and it can do this and this yeah. and this. And so then I'm sitting there thinking through and I'm like, well, I already know a guy who can probably run that system and, yeah. and do the work. So you get the content ready for him. Exactly. Send him the comment, content, unedited, untouched, giving access to the system. Yeah. And then he does all the stuff. Boom, 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 right? boom. And so because now you don't go back and it, do the It goes from us just doing the Tuesday and just doing a clip to us doing the Tuesday and then we've got this, 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 this. It'll be exactly. updated on iTunes. We're gonna be on Spotify soon. If you guys are listening, you'll be able to replay these uh, audio in your car and stuff like that. And that's all part of the process. But like you said, you gotta take the action first. Exactly. Doing one Facebook Live isn't gonna build our, our Tylacitor cash cash right. page. It's not gonna work. No. You gotta do it every week. We gotta grow. You gotta have consistency. Absolutely. Right. And um, eventually we'll do some interviews and we'll bring Lee and Boone and a couple of those yeah, guys. Yeah, so in probably here. in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to start bringing in, I've got a, I've got a good list of people that I want to start bringing in. These are um, some international partners that I've worked with. I've got a guy in Australia that's going to be oh, fantastic wow. to talk about, about scaling and growing a business. He's got uh, a fabrication company. He fabricates uh, metal parts for drilling uh, wells or wow. uh, 
mining for for mines. Um, really cool company. And this guy's in his twenties, like a young guy. Oh, wow. Just phenomenal and same kind of same situation as me started out a lot of it himself him and a couple of guys doing all the work and now he's leveraged it and him and his wife you know they travel all the time now and and have a lot of fun or his soon that's amazing and um just scaled his business by putting good skilled labor in places and good skilled workers in places and building out a team yep <coughs> and, office and the team. systems i think when you said systems to me i started thinking about okay well cool i mean it, Sitting around and learning this is great. Now let's implement. Right. Let's take that and think about. Okay, I can make I can make ten million songs in one day, but the publishing every day and the right. set a schedule. Get some software that can schedule that exactly. for you. Find someone uh, that's a partner, that's a virtual assistant or whatever, and fire all that out. Yeah. And now you got. 10 posts showing up on 10 different walls each that's day exactly right. and you're not sitting on your computer all day. That's exactly right. I've got, um, you know, a couple of other people. I've got Polly who came up last week. We were talking about Polly yeah. um, out in Tennessee. And so uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get him on. Um, he has a construction company, has a, a really cool story. So we'll kind of talk to him about that, his, his story and, and how he's become successful, um, really leveraged out his business, construction company and uh, a property investment company as well. Got another uh, another friend um, partner who does multifamily investing. Uh, he's out of Canada, um, and so he does multifamily stuff. And he also has a construction company. At one point, he almost lost everything. Uh, had to go back, and he actually um, kind of didn't have his business set up exactly the way it probably should have been. Um, almost lost everything. Went back. Went hands on. Went to work. Started building his team out again. Um, now massively successful. Oh wow! Um, have a couple of real estate investors out of South Africa uh, that I've done some stuff with, and so we'll bring them on. Um, we'll bring in our team. Like That's I said, amazing. So. It really is, and it's just—it's like you say. I mean, you got to put—you got to put the game on the line. Like you know, I was in a situation where we were in San Diego, and I wanted to scale my business, and I thought the right move was the San Francisco Bay Area, and I just, mm -hmm. my heart wasn't in it in that area. And we talked on the phone, and it was a tough conversation. I was it in was. tears. Yeah, I was hurting emotionally, and I'm like, listen, you guys came into my life at a time where, where I have so much to learn, and, and I've got all these skills, but how am I going to take these skills and, and hone them, and, hone them and, and build it? And you're like, dude, you know, if you're if, if your plants this, come this, here, this and this and we'll this, and we're going to do this. Right. I'm like, okay, well, uh, we're going to move the little while in about a week. So, and, and here we are. And you have yeah. to take those chances, and you have to be confident. And I think that sometimes you have to separate a little bit of emotion from that. You do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's it's easy to you know want to sit on the beach with a with a margarita, and you. If, and I'm telling you guys, and I've said this a million times before, if there was a way to sit on the beach. And drink margaritas and play guitar and make millions of dollars. I would have figured it right, out. Exactly. It doesn't exist. No, I mean it's, it doesn't it is exist. Hard work. It's 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 hard work, and you've got to be willing to do whatever it takes. Like, Absolutely. I've I've always like you know playing football in high school and then being uh, getting a scholarship to college. Like I had that goal. Like I don't know how many times I was told you're not going to play football in college. Absolutely. You're too small, right? And I said I'm going to do whatever it takes. Like. I wasn't just going to do my best. I wasn't going to show up every day and do my best. I was going to do whatever Anything. it took. Whatever it took. And so that's the same thing in business, you know, in life. It, you know, and you're talking about it, getting your emotions out. And so that is one thing that I struggle with is I am, I'm very good at taking my emotions out and not having any emotions right. and just being uber focused on, on business and, and doing whatever it takes. Right. And so 
that doesn't work out with a wife and family at home very well, right? And right. so so that's where Kara does a phenomenal job of of balancing me and it, and it takes work. Like um we were actually we had uh our marriage coach was supposed to work with us this afternoon. I'm traveling, Kara's got something set up so we had to reschedule, but um that's something else that, you know, like like we were You're talking about earlier. We I invest in every aspect of my life. I've got nutritional coaches. Uh, had a meeting with them this morning. Um, we've got uh, marriage and counseling coaches, right, for, for our life. Um, and then business coaches throughout my business. And that's to make sure that I am always operating at the peak potential that I can be operating. Right, right. That's just, just, just awesome, man. And, and again, it's like in my position, uh, you know, if I'm going to be building – brands and building my own brand, who do I want to position myself around that's going to raise me to the highest level that I can operate? Exactly. At? You know what I mean? Like I was talking to some, um, some musician friends the other day that were like, man, it's just like you went from literally, you know, after leaving the Tom Petty tour, you know, singing in the corner of the bar and in St. Louis to, to touring with Grammy nominated artists and cutting right. commercials with Vanilla Ice and, and using your, your musical streaming skills. I mean, this is what we used to do for American Idol. We would run the audio. We, we would run the video to NBC. It was just like you watched uh, the Blues and the Bruins last night. Yeah. It was a broadcast for that show. But now with Facebook Live and all these tools, we can now build the Ty and Pat brand and coexist between someone who has experience in one aspect of it and someone who has, has completely no experience in that different experience exactly. that needs to broadcast that experience to the world. Right. And it's... And it's over time, that creates more authenticity in the marketplace, right. more trust in the marketplace. And again, more people that are like, oh, well, how can I be a part of Key City Capital? Exactly. Well, Kyle Beck was on here. Kyle and I have been friends for a while. He's like, dude, you really think I can get a, a property for $10,000 and then do this? And I guarantee you, I mean, he works with Sean Whalen and Sean's group. Yeah. I'm sure that, that stuff eventually pings back and forth. And that person eventually gets the right advice from the right people and sends us a message three months from now. That's exactly and, right. And we, we might think we're beating our heads against the wall at some point. And we get those messages. And that's what makes it work. It, man. It is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's like you just said, like you had experience and expertise in one thing that I had no idea in. And I, I tried to do our social media branding and stuff myself for a little while. I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And then I started looking who's got experience, who's doing things, who's, who's putting themselves in the places that I want to be with this brand. And that's when we came across each other, right. right. And started building that relationship. And so I, I mean, it says we got to do a podcast. Like, can, right. When can you get to when can you get to Texas? Right? right. Like, how can we figure this thing out? And it's and funny. All that stuff happens at the right time. It does. It's just, it, it all starts it was to the right place the right for right my time. family. Uh -huh. It was the right move. We're so happy. Everything's working out and it's going to grow. And these, yeah. are the, these are the foundational us putting our feet in the water steps. Right. And it's like you guys who have been listening. I mean, you can hear. I mean, 100,000 to 1 million to 10 million we're, this dude is building a $100 million company. I mean, this isn't just uh, batting practice here. Right. This is the big leagues. And it's like I said. Batting practice every day. Right. Yeah, I mean. Where do you want to align yourself with in the marketplace? Who do you want to align yourself with in the marketplace that's going to raise you up to a whole new level? Exactly. You know, like that Vanilla Ice intro commercial that we did doesn't happen if you're not pushing yourself to the next yeah, level. Yeah, I mean. I had been out of the country in my life twice prior to that. Once I'd been to Mexico 
um, just random vacation. And then college graduation, uh, I had family, my grandfather, my aunt took me to, uh, to Switzerland and Italy. Right. And that and was so South that was, Africa, right? Yeah. And so like, I had literally no the other side of the world, no experience getting outside the country and doing anything other than sightseeing for a little bit. Right. And so, um, when I was approached to, to speak to 2,500 people in South Africa, I was like, First of all, I didn't even realize South Africans spoke English at the time, right? <laughs> How like, would you know that? Exactly. Right. Like, I mean, I had no, no international experience. And so like, like I felt this big, right? Like I was like, yeah, scary. I want to do that, but this is, that's scary. Like, and when I walked out on that stage and it's like, I can't even see the full crowd. Like you see the oh, lights yeah. and like, you can't even see everybody. It's like, what are these people thinking and, of me? And it's right? so strange because people are always like, man, weren't you like, because I've been in a little bit of situations like that yeah. too. And are you so nervous? Oh, you, yeah. And you are a little bit. And I think that that actually forces you to perform better. It does. It does. And so, because if you prepare for something like that, like I'm not going to play the song any differently right. than I did in my bedroom when I played it 800,000 exactly. times. And so, it still goes the same way. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of you bring up a really good point. A lot of business owners don't do, right? It's, um, you know, if, if you were a sports uh, sports player or whatever it is, if you if you played sports in high school, college, at, at any level, you practiced, right? All then the time. entrepreneurs get into business and they don't practice business. Why not? Right. Like, why are you not practicing? Like, and so for me, when I give a presentation now, like it's it's I go back to the exact same system that I did when I was playing football. Yeah. So I go through the same protocol. I I prepare for the day the exact same way. Yep. I have a pregame meal, just like I used to. And I listened, I, I have a, a, a playlist that I listen to and I zone out. Like I completely zone out everything else that's going on. And so now when I walk out onto a stage or I do anything like, I'm not paying attention to what other people are thinking. Not at all. What they think is none of my business, right? Absolutely. I've got to think about what I need to do to project whatever it is that I'm offering to the crowd, right? Project is, is, is a good point too, because I know that I, I had the 10X presentation. Mm -hmm. I, had, I had 10 minutes to play and, and it was right as people were going to be kind of like leaving and coming into the room on uh -huh. this lunch break at Mandalay Bay. There's 10,000 people there. Yeah. And, and I had it down to a system. I'm going to do the little custom 30 second mm -hmm. tune that I wrote. And then and do my little uh, super kick exactly because I, I want that. the yeah. first thirty seconds to draw. I, I want to drop. I want to drop the opponent in the first thirty seconds. I want to go to hammer the KO. Right. So even if people leave, if I see them in the hallway thirty they minutes later, that person, dude, that, that was so awesome, dude. We had to roll. We had calls coming in, but dude. You killed it up there, exactly. Because the, I have to come at them. I have to project. You lose your crowd. Everything in the first 40 seconds. Right. And that was the thing, like, for that first presentation that I did to to, to 2,500 people, it was like, what do I do to catch their attention in the first 30 seconds? Exactly. Because if you don't catch their attention, when you first get up there, they zone out. Totally. Right? And they start doing something else. They start thinking about something else. So you have to Everyone's got their phones attention. and their tablets exactly. and all the, and, and booklets at these things. There's always some distraction. Right? And, and so it's not always just giving knowledge, right? Like part, you have to be able to give knowledge, but you have to do it in a way that draws attention. Yep. And, and so that's There's a little bit of an, the entertainment there, business involved. In there that. is, there is. And so, so now that's something that I do. I practice business daily. Like if I'm getting ready for a presentation, if I know I have a presentation coming up, like I'm practicing, I wake up in, a, in the morning and I practice for an hour or however long my presentation is. Like I'll go through it. Now yep. I may, I may skip through some of the stuff that's monotonous. Like I know 
um, you know, I, I know the acquisitions process of a property and I know how to go through that right. process, right? Um, or I know, and so I can I can cite that stuff. Like you know how long mind, that right? is, and you know how exactly. it fits into the puzzle. But what I'm working on is a presentation. What I'm going to bring in as um, as a story, right? Or what I'm going to bring in as an example, or what I'm going to do at this point, right? And how I'm going to use different words and actions to to maintain the the audience's uh, presence. And so, so many entrepreneurs I talk to, it's like. You know, well, have you practiced making offers? Well, no, I want this property, and so I'm going to make an offer on it. Like, really, if you want this property, you should have been making a hundred offers up to this point. Oh, like, I was you can't be focused that. on one property. Like, I don't even. I, uh, Lee and I were going through our properties this morning. On, uh, we're getting ready to send over a portfolio to one of our lenders to do a refi process, and so we were going through it, and like, I, I think like we had. Um, about 75 or 80 properties that we were going through that are uh, either finalized construction and they have bodies in the house or they're in construction or they're about to start construction. So we were going through that list and 75% of it, I had no clue what the addresses were. It's like, well, I don't know what this one is. And so we that's when we have to use our team. It's like, well, we acquired this one. Here's the details on it. Here's the details on this one. Right. right? And, and so, you know, wow, that's, that's kind amazing. of the thing. It, yeah, it's, but if I'm not practicing that, like if, if, if I'm not practicing going through, um, making offers, if I'm not practicing cold calling somebody, like right. I used to do that all the time. Like I would, I would randomly call my wife or I'd randomly call Boone and say, here's the situation. And then we would start going back and forth, you know, going yeah, through the negotiation you stay process. Hot. Exactly. You want to stay hot. And so, so many people, it's just like, Oh, we need to buy a property, so we're going to call somebody up and we're going to try to negotiate, but they haven't right. practiced. Or and it's just like I dude, need to raise a hundred thousand dollars, and they haven't ever you got to practice. On, yeah, they haven't ever practiced a, a a capital raising scenario. It's so funny, and that goes back to what I talk about with digital marketing. Like sometimes I just grab the guitar and just make funny songs. Yeah, because it's just good practice. It is. Or, or like I, I wanted to practice a motion background in a mm -hmm. video with like sports clips. So I busted out the little blues song. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just like that got 28,000 organic views. So one thing that one of my coaches does is he'll give me, um, he'll say, okay, you got to do a, a five minute presentation right. on this topic. And he'll give me a random word like elephant. So oh, and that's I've like your homework be, for the week. I, no, like, like I've got oh, 10 minutes, like right I've now. got 10 minutes to prepare. And then I've got to give a five minute presentation on it. Right. Oh, and wow. so but I've got it. I've got it. I've got to be influential with elephant. Like, how do I do that? Yeah, right? like you and got to so, really, so you got to come up with a story. <laughs> you've got to come up with how am I going to draw the attention? Right. Wow. Right. Right off. And so that's practicing business. Like yeah. it's, it's being able to think on your toes. Like I don't just randomly be able to think on my toes. It's because I've practiced. Yeah. And so now when I'm in a position that I might not normally be in, well, I've practiced for you that. You can position execute even if you're against the ropes. You can you can exactly. push your way back out of that. Exactly. I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's essential is to keep keep yourself sharp, keep yourself hot. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Right. If it's a guitar or or rollerblading or, right. or running yeah. or lifting, I've been on my nutrition and on my. Um, lifting and running since I got here over a month and I'm and I'm like already feeling I can already tell so it. much yeah. better. Yeah. Just energy wise, all these different things, my my systems and I notice it in the work. Mm -hmm. Like the stuff that I'm putting out, it, it's the way I want it to look, it's just it's starting to get sharper. It's yeah. starting to get a little cleaner. And and you notice you're that as you confident about your surroundings and about yourself. Right. And you're confident in in any situation that you might be in. 
the results are better. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And again, it, again, that comes from who are you putting yourself around? Yeah. You know, who's giving you the kind of advice that you need to get to get inside your head to say, all right, well, here's what I need to do. Right. Because you can take go to all the conferences you want and go to all that stuff. But if you don't implement those don't implement, skills yeah. and those tasks and those systems that work for other people, you're not going to get those those yeah. people's results. Right. So, yeah, I mean, biggest thing, like takeaway today is you've got to start putting successful people in place. Right. Start bringing in people who have talent. And then it's your job to bring that talent out and to build that talent for them, right? They've they've gotten a talent that they've been given, a gift that they've been given, and they just don't know how to hone it yet. So start working on finding those people, implementing them into your business, and 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 compounding on that talent for them so that it can become success and success for your business. Absolutely. Right? I love it, dude. All right. Rock and roll. Good, good we'll stuff. see you guys soon.